0: Hey Zo, hello. How's it going today? Well, so good because Zo and I just got off an interview that we're about to play for you guys and it was like so uplifting that we felt like we needed to do a proper intro to it to just like talk about sort of our just excitement and and energy around this topic, this guest um and just like yeah, like I, I really want people to listen to this episode because while it is actually about microdosing, it's so much more like I'm someone who would have listened to this in the beginning from a lens, at least like a couple of years ago, from a lens of like what I think microdosing is and, you know, kind of my own experience with it, which uh, wasn't always a good one, but where Christian is his, is his name, where this where this um, interview goes with him is just like it was just so synchronistic and so like about so much more than just like his business or the product that he creates.
1: Yeah. What I loved about this episode, I mean, coming to the end of 2023, this episode laced in all the different subjects it's like subject matter and themes that we've been speaking into this entire year, like such as the surrender experiment, such as when things get really tough as an entrepreneur. Like we went to so many different spaces in this episode today. And just the whole way through, it was so uplifting, so energizing. Like I'm just feeling so good to <laughs> go on about the rest of the day
0: because this was such an epic conversation. I know. And it really was yeah, it really pulled at like so many things that we've been talking about this year. And just for some context, Christian reached out to you on YouTube, correct? He found from you- From wanted- YouTube.
1: Yeah, so from- Christian had originally, I, I guess, been feeling the call to combo, watched a video of mine, made the decision to try combo, had a power, very powerful experience, reached out to me and also was like, hey, like this is well, this is what I do. I work with Amanita. And so then, yeah, the- a friendship was formed.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And Zoe um, asked me a couple of months ago, or maybe it was three months ago now, if I would be willing to try this microdosing, um, mushroom that, that he, Amanita, as you call it. And I have to say my initial like my initial feelings about it. Like I, I always trust, like, I always trust that like, if it's coming my way, then it's meant to. And yeah, but my like internal thoughts initially were like, I don't know if I can, Talk about microdosing on the podcast from a place of like, because my previous experiences with it were like not great. Because psilocybin for me, while it is powerful, and I've certainly had powerful experiences with psilocybin from a microdosing perspective, it was not something that I could do each day. It caused me like way too much anxiety. And I inaccurately assumed that this was going to be more like more of that. When in reality, the product that the mushroom that, that Christian has built this incredible mission and business around is not psilocybin it's an entirely different kind of mushroom and plant and my immediate experience with it was like I emailed him and was like I need to know more about this like I love your product I love just everything um and, and since then in the last couple of months like I can really see how much it has been an aid for me and I haven't taken it every day he actually talks in the episode about how if he forgets a day or even a week he like trusts that, like he's not meant to. And for me, it really is actually a very sporadic, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna take a capsule or take a gummy today. um, And then I'll go like a week or two without even thinking about it. But the last couple of months have actually been like really, um, just things have moved in my life really really quickly and it feels like there's a lot less weight that i was carrying before and we talk about why that is inside the episode um but specifically i mean i love any conversation where we're talking about like the the evolution or like the awakening the enlightening process that's happening on earth right now and i know zoe and i have both you know had huge redirection in the last year or two and so just hearing it from um his perspective and what his own journey has looked like has looked like it just it just is so like elevating to me (laughs) yeah you guys are gonna love this episode
1: even if let's say microdosing isn't on your radar or something you're interested in like I said it's got so much more than that and I think you're gonna I think you're gonna find it really joyful and uplifting just like we just have
0: yeah and if you are interested in finding out more about what Christian does and what these mushrooms this microdosing does um we'll link everything down below he's a great person to have a conversation with as well he's super like just very knowledgeable very passionate about this and i think one thing is like he brings no this isn't about his business this is about his mission like he just mm-hmm. really trusts the people that are called to this mushroom and what it can do for you and so Yeah, I just felt like it was a, I don't know, just good vibes. (laughs) Yeah, good, great vibes all around. So without further ado, here's our interview with
1: Christian Rasmussen. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the
0: Zoe Show and well, the Lozo and Christian Show today.
1: (laughs) Yes, today we have a very special guest. We have Christian Rasmussen here joining us to share a bit more about himself and something very magical. So Christian, I'd love it if you could just dive in, tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you're going to be sharing with our audience today.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So a few years ago, I was getting off of benzodiazepines, clonopin to be specific, that I was prescribed to since I was a, a teenager, Um, which is one of the most awful things in the world to get off of I was you know it's it's not you have a withdrawal period and then they they call it post-acute withdrawal syndrome, but really it's you're dealing with brain damage at that point. So I was a year off of benzos entirely, still going through this post-acute withdrawal syndrome living in terror day in and day out um and I found these amanita muscaria mushrooms growing close to my house. And there was this, you know, that magnetic allure that you get when you need to try something. Like I had it recently with combo, I've um, had it with ayahuasca, I've had it with psilocybin. Um, it was the strongest allure that I'd ever felt in my entire life, just kind of pulling me into the mushroom. And I picked them and did some research. And all over the internet, it was these are poisonous. These are going to kill you. They're going to give you an awful experience. And then there was one woman named Amanita Dreamer, who is discussing how uh, they healed her brain as she was going through Benzoatrol. And just so happens that the mushrooms uh, hit the GABA system, which is what benzos affect, and then the glutamate system, which is your excitatory system, uh, which is also what benzos damage. Um, Within a week or two of microdosing these, it felt to me like I had healed two years worth of time. Uh, It's unbelievable. Um, then yeah, one thing led to another and now, now we're the largest importers and distributors and retailers of Amanita Muscaria here in the States and compiling loads of anecdotal data suggesting, uh, that, I mean, outlining, outlining the efficacy of this, this most sacred iconic mushroom. and Yeah. Yeah.
0: What is Benzo when you're talking about what you're withdrawing from? What is that?
2: Yeah, so benzodiazepines are things like Xanax, Clonopin, Ativan, Valium. They're like the typical anti-anxiety drugs um, people get prescribed them for sleep. They're super addicting. Like, yeah, they're, they're really, really difficult drugs to get off of. Really any GABA, Erdrix, alcohol, benzos, barbiturates, things of that nature are, you know, they're the only things that can kill you during withdrawal. Um, but yeah, so typical anti-anxiety meds uh doctors over prescribe them like crazy here and the withdrawal period like you can't just discontinue them you have to taper them over years and years because they're so brutal to get off of like you know like i said it's it's really a damage it's really brain damage at that point that you're that you're trying to to repair um but yeah and unfortunately we have millions of people in the in the country that are prescribed to these and yeah yeah it's 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 a brutal it's a brutal medication yeah
0: um Yeah. And I just want to say, so like, obviously we're talking about microdosing and it's a specific strain of mushroom, correct? That you specifically work with. And is that how how you would describe it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a species of Amanita. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's, it's also important to distinguish that Amanita has uh, the most poisonous mushrooms in the world under that family. So Amanita muscaria is just a specific, species of the amanita yeah
0: yeah and when zo first approached me about having you on the podcast and you wanted to you know send us some of your product to try i was apprehensive because i have a lot of friends that love microdosing mushrooms like it changed their life And I've tried like, I think three different brands or like different strains prior to yours. And every single one of them gave me like debilitating anxiety to the point where like, I would do it, i would try once or twice and was, and that's like pretty typical for me with any kind of plant medicine is like, there's often this like wall of anxiety that I kind of have to get over. And so obviously if you're microdosing in the morning, like I don't want or need that, but I, you know, tried your product and, I couldn't believe the difference and I'm sure it's because they're two completely different, you know, I, I don't even know what I was using before, to be honest, it was a while ago now. Um, and it was just this immediate, like, I mean, I I emailed you to say like, I love, <laughs> I love this product. It just, I don't even really know how to describe um, just the, the experience of it other than just feeling really like alert and aware and alive and calm. I mean, I've recommended it to a bunch of friends. I had one over on the weekend and I gave her a couple. And when she left, she she tried one and said, what's his website? Like, so how do you describe the product, the, the mushroom that you have built this incredible business around and what does it do for people?
2: Yeah. Well, so I think it's important to distinguish that, you know, typical psilocybin mushrooms affect the serotonin system. So, um, there, you know, I mean, any, any tryptamine, which would be LSD, TMT, psilocybin, it's going to be a completely different thing than amanita. Amanita's affect completely different receptor systems: the GABA, the glutamate, and then the cholinergic system. Um, so it's yeah, it's it's an entirely different different field. Um, Muscimol, which is one of the main two compounds in amanita, as I mentioned before, it hits the GABA system. So GABA is our inhibitory system um which you know helps us helps us relax helps us in social situations um helps us with sleep so you're getting stimulation at a at a receptor site that causes lowering of inhibitions and relaxation which allows for the experience to not have that you know that fist clenching uh tightness that you can sometimes get with with traditional psychedelics um it's it's you know it's it's a intangible thing it's kind of hard to explain what the experience really is like but i think generally people especially when they're microdosing they'll notice uh, a release of of anxiety and fear uh inhibitions will be lowered um kind of a jolliness in some sense uh which is fun because it's the christmas mushroom you know um and uh then I think, I think one of the really cool things that we're starting to understand is that, you know, I've always used substances, psychedelics, plant medicines to alter the way that I think. And especially if we're like, you know, if we're creating our own reality via our thoughts and our beliefs, then like the real, the best way to change the world is to alter the way that we think and and how the thoughts flow through our head and to give more weight to thoughts that are, that are positive and to give less weight and just observe, thoughts that that aren't positive and I I think we're finding that Amanita seems to to ever so gently alter the way that we perceive things in the way that we think we had a woman kind of initially when we first started doing this who was commenting about how she had her microdose protocol and she noticed she was more relaxed and a little bit more happy but she didn't she didn't quite she wasn't quite sold on it yet, and about a month after this this protocol, she came back and she was like, "I realized what what had happened. Um, that voice in my head, that self-deprecating, critical voice, it's just been gone." And she was a month off of them as well. So, like that, another thing that we're finding, especially with its interplay with the glutamate system, uh, it makes sense that it's forging new neuronal networks, which would also make sense why it might be helping with something like benzo withdrawal. Um yeah, so then we're kind of getting into the discussion of of integration and and healing well, yeah, we can go into that. but yeah, I mean, it's intangible, it's hard to explain. Um, but I think relaxation inhibitions um, help with focus uh kind of a, a connection to your true higher self without the without the ethereal, Uh, aspect of traditional psychedelics
1: yeah thank you for sharing that Christian that like everything that you're speaking into even the jolliness and whatnot is what I experienced with with microdosing amanita and what I noticed that was different about microdosing with amanita in comparison to other um, mushrooms that I've microdosed is that just what you're talking about in the rewiring of the brain it's like I had more of a space to like observe thoughts and choose the higher Like I really felt like I was constructing my new reality and I could see that in a different way in comparison to other mushrooms. Like I've, I've microdosed, um, golden teachers before. That's probably the one that I'd stuck to the most in the past when microdosing. And that again was also really good for rewiring my brain, but similar to what Lo said, every time that I would take that on an empty stomach, I had to go through this little up feeling like on the way up where like you know felt a little like wiggly and like ooh something's here and then i'm gonna like break through and get to the other side but with Amanita it just felt like this light ascension to that place where i could i could observe my thoughts differently and in a very grounded way choose the higher choose to return to love choose i felt like i had more space to decide how i was going to think and how i was going to move forward in my day. And it was all very positive, all very productive without that almost stimulation type mm-hmm. feeling that other mushrooms have given me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's mm-hmm. yeah, great great way to explain it. Yep.
0: Ooh, yeah. It's not psilocybin, correct?
2: Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. so, so there's, there's, there's a, a handful of, of compounds. The two main ones are ibotenic acid and muscimol, um, so ibotenic acid decarboxylates into muscimol so similarly with like cannabis you have thca and then when you light it uh, when you burn it it decarboxylates into thc which is uh, bioavailable and active in the human body uh, with amanita, it's a little different because ibotenic acid is active but it affects the glutamate system as i mentioned before and then gaba affects or and then muscimol affects the gaba system but so you when you dry the mushroom in itself, it decarboxylates a small amount of the ibotenic acid into muscimol, and then you can utilize something like uh, boiling with lemon juice and water, which utilizes heat and acidity, which also help decarboxylate the ibotenic acid, um, and you can kind of make you know different concentrations of ibotenic acid versus muscimol, which gives it different effects. Which is kind of cool that depending on how you prepare it. You can get, uh, if, if you have higher amounts of ibotenic acid, you'll get a little bit more uh, stimulation, in a sense. Um, higher amounts of muscimol, you'll get a little bit more sedation. And it seems that it's really the interplay between these two compounds and then all the other compounds that are in Amanita that that makes it so special. Um yeah. Similarly with the benzo like, I don't think, and you know, we don't have any data on this at all. One of the things that we're working on is starting to fund research into why and how these, this mushroom works. But I don't think that I would have noticed, uh, the profound healing that I, that I did if it wasn't for both of those compounds working synergistically, as opposed to just like, uh, muscimol, which it's the GABA system. I think I need, yeah. I, yeah. So there's, I, and then, then there's there's like I mentioned a host of other compounds that we don't even know what they're doing. No data on this at all. So it's it's a largely uh misunderstood uh mushroom right now. And yeah, we're all just kind of compiling our anecdotes to figure out and see why and how this this potentially works.
0: Hmm. We did an episode recently um about the empower of intention and how especially for me. And I know Zoe, you have mirrored this manifestation has become more about intention and less about anything else, like really just existing in an intention of a desired reality and kind of holding the space for that to be reflected back. And one of the things that kind of really sold me on um, your product is when we were emailing, emailing back and forth about a protocol after I'd received them. And you talked about how this mushroom responds to intention, unlike any other plant medicine you'd ever seen. And I was just wondering if you could speak a little bit on that, because that like, is just so up my alley, this idea of sort of setting an intention for the, you know, the capsules or the gummies or whatever it is that you're taking. Um, yeah. how How does that, like, what role does that kind of play for you or, or what would you suggest people that are drawn to that
2: yeah well so I think that one of the cool things about this mushroom is that it does a lot of things behind the scenes so if you're utilizing a more traditional psychedelic that brings you outward that maybe you have to like walk through these symbolic displays of of the issues that you're facing that are holding you back from from this uh, reality that you're trying to manifest, there can be a lot of resistance built up to that because you're having to to symbolically face all these these demons or, for lack of a better word, with something like amanita, you don't get that resistance nearly as much. I feel because a lot of that work is done is done behind the scenes. It's it's done consciously in a sense, but it's done without without your your full conscious attention, which allows your intention to be placed and then you know kind of be worked on by the subconscious or these lower this this lower less aware level of consciousness which i feel kind of inhibits the resistance that you have towards it so i, I think that that's a lot of it um yeah yeah i mean i, I think that that's a lot of it
1: yeah i definitely notice with the intentions too like oftentimes with with microdosing uh, anything, my intention will always be to return to love, like come back to that, come back to the highest place. And that's where, like I was explaining my experience with amanita it was always this opportunity to choose the higher, but from a very grounded place. Like I, um, I took like the bottle of the, the microdose and I honored that in the gummies until they were complete. And what I noticed was just like A huge transformation in myself and the way that I was thinking about certain subjects and the way that I was thinking about myself, and that has remained. There was no regression from that work that was being done while I was intentionally taking the mushrooms and or amanita and honoring that intention the whole way through. Would you say that in your experience, Christian, and from the people you've talked about, is there a question about if you if you can regress from the work that you do when microdosing amanita?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think I, it's, it's, it's of course a possibility. I think that one of the things that, that happens when we go through these uh, understandings and realizations during an experience is that we may, we maybe have broken that energetic connection to that, to this trauma or this issue that we're, that we're embodying from an energetic standpoint, but we still have it programmed into our bodies and into our mind. And that's, that's where it gets very difficult to, you know, that's where people tend to regress, or, um, you know, not, they're not able to embody this, this understanding that they had during this experience, where it seems like Amanita, um, it it works on the body and the mind as well, and and kind of gives you the opportunity to, to forge those connections internally, as opposed to just energetically. So I, I think that that's, I think that that's a, a large part of it. I think that integration. You know, this, I think that this is the integration medicine. And I I also think it's very interesting that uh, it grows on all continents except for Antarctica. So any culture that's utilizing any sort of, of plant medicine had access to this. And, you know, maybe they were using it as an integration tool as well.
1: That's fascinating. I like thinking yeah. about things like that. It's like the mushroom, Manita had a plan, has a plan in itself. Yeah.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it often feels like I'm uh, I'm not reaching for anything that I'm doing right now. It's like the mushroom is guiding my moves, for sure.
0: I think it's so interesting, like, hearing you, you talk about this, because this is so much of what Zoe and I talk about. We talk about, um, like, mental and emotional reprogramming and how it's, it's so much of the time with, you know, conscious creation and this whole world, this sort of spiritual um, methodologies, we think that it's just like an instant shift, you know, like I just had this breakthrough and now I can go and be a millionaire, but my experience and definitely like the, the understanding that I have, we talk a lot about like Dr. Joe Dispenza's work and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. is more that it it's like, it's in me. Like if I have a way of thinking and feeling about something, it's not enough to just have some breakthrough and then, you know, everything like it, it, it is me. I have to actually undo the, the programming. And as you were talking, I was just thinking about kind of everything that's shifted for me in the last two months, because I started um, Amanita two months ago in October. And like, I was coming out of like just a couple of years worth of a lot of scarcity. And I had done tons and tons of work, but I felt like it was, you know, two steps forward, a step and a half, a half back, like my trauma from the, the stress of it all just kept like this anchor on me. And actually in like, just as you're talking in the last couple of months, so much has been released in terms of like my business is making more money than it ever. I have a new business than it has before. It's like, there isn't that anchor on it anymore. And I'm sure it's a variety of things, but I think the timing of when I started this protocol is very synchronistic and just makes a lot of sense. Like you're just totally, I don't know. I've, I've never been a believer in like, Oh, just take a, a, pill or drink a tea or whatever and then you'll be healed I think that it has to be holistic it's like you have to do the work but what you're describing this is an aid in that right? yeah
2: it's an ally yeah yeah, yeah. for sure yeah when well, I think you know on 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 the note that it's in all continents except for Antarctica I think it's also important to note that uh, if you ask a child to draw a mushroom whether they've seen amanita muscaria mushrooms or not, they will inevitably draw the red mushroom with its white dots. Yeah. And I think that that's oh. maybe a testament to the fact that like, you know, I believe that in some ways it's, it's ingrained in our, in our DNA and it's almost like it it activates these, these dormant genes uh, when we start working with it, that, that open up the doors to, to allow us to to not just do the work with less resistance but um embody that work and i mean it's it you know it it's helping not just us but everybody around us and that, you know one of the things that we're working on right now is we have a bunch of people in israel who purchased from us which is actually kind of interesting um, out of all the countries in the world we sell the most to the U S and then Israel is the second most, which I think is fascinating considering what's going on there Uh, right now. It's almost as if there's this subconscious uh, understanding to that, that it's, it's so healing and that they need this healing energy. So one of the things I'm working on right now with, with, he's becoming a good friend out there is to, is to get, it out to more people that maybe wouldn't have the funds to be able to to get it or wouldn't have the knowledge uh, or the ability to find the website and whatnot. And, you know, that's that's a conversation for another time. But the reason that I bring it up is because I think that this is it's almost bringing this like I don't want to say ascended energy, but this higher vibration energy to the world in this time where the world really, really needs it. Uh, It's yeah, it's just such synchronistic, interesting timing all of this unfolds and it's the it's the christmas mushroom it's the jesus mushroom i mean there's a lot of very fascinating uh data or evidence that like it had a large role in the beginnings of christianity or there was the vedic uh the soma from the vedic hymns um a lot of the ancient uh artwork of adam and eve show them covering themselves with amanita mushroom caps as opposed to the fig leaves that we hear nowadays. And I mean there's there's a lot of this, but it's all it's all very fascinating. And it's interesting that that it's it's starting to get so prevalent in this time period where, you know, we can all if we're tuned in, we can all kind of feel this static and this idea that things are about to pop, things are about to change. Uh, And it's going to be really, really quickly. It's going to move really quickly once it happens. And it is moving quickly already. But, you know, if we're going zero to 60, we're at like three or four miles per hour, I feel like. Um, But yeah, so it's just it's it's fascinating that it's it's spreading its mycelial network around the world to bring healing to everybody that that really, really needs it or to to aid them uh, to find the healing within themselves which you know i think that's a that's a good point it's never the substance that's doing the work it's always us but you know they're allies for sure yeah
1: Absolutely. that's amazing i love hearing the stories like when you said the the children drawing the mushrooms i'm i'm certain that i was drawing the, the red mushrooms
0: yeah. with the it's white toad. it's toad from yeah. mario yeah, yeah
2: exactly. <laughs> alice in wonderland i mean yeah but so like then there's the question is why like why even I mean even if you didn't never played Mario or never saw Alice in Wonderland like kids always draw you know dots on their mushrooms if it's not colored it's still just they still have dots on them like why you know why does this happen I don't know it's in our DNA or something
1: (laughs) yeah definitely and also I've done the the dive into like just ancient carvings or the ancient texts that that have mushrooms or a reference to them, whether it be through images or just in the description of what they're drinking or like intaking. Do you have a favorite sort of origin story about Amanita?
2: No, not necessarily. Uh, I think, well, you know, if we're going to go there, I think that it's like An embodiment of the christ consciousness that's what i think i think i think that it's it's fingers of this this consciousness coming to to help you know help us in our in our journey to this this evolution of humanity that yeah so maybe that yeah no no specific story yeah
1: yeah thank you for sharing i definitely felt that energy too i felt like it was like for for me personally how i associate christ consciousness is that return to love is, is essences of forgiveness mm-hmm. and like choosing the higher and i felt that that same similar energy actually when i've when i've dieted rose or spent a lot of time like in taking rose so i felt like there was actually um similarities between rose consciousness and and amanita as i was taking it as well so it's interesting that you brought that up thank you for
0: sharing that
2: that is interesting i you know maybe i should try Amanita and rose in conjunction that sounds cool
0: Mm -hmm. I love this take on like the intuition of it all my mom is a really big like herbalist and she goes to speaking events and stuff and I was having a conversation with her a couple of months ago about like some of these different you know herbs that different tribes and cultures around the world use are so sort of bizarre in nature in terms of like how we came to use them. And I asked her, like, you know, do they ever talk about who started with this medicine or this plant or whatever? And she says, what they all say is that in the beginning, it was someone who intuitively was led to, you know, try a plant growing out of the ground because (laughs) logically thinking you'd you'd think like if, especially Amanita, if there are a lot of, you said in the same family of mushrooms that are poisonous, Mm -hmm. like is the person that figured out that like this one was not and with where you started about how you were just so drawn to to try this mushroom yeah. I really believe like these things come through us we zoe and i really shifted our focus on the podcast over the last year and just the way that we think about things um to be more about becoming an open channel for what wants to come through you and less about you know well i want this car and that amount of money and these sorts of things and how much more divine and how much bigger life can get when we're not all ego about the things that we desire or the things that we allow into our lives. And so I think it's just this, the fact that you started there and it's kind of come back to, you know, children have this intuitive nudge towards this mushroom in particular. Um, Yeah, I mean, is that like, I know you said you were very drawn to it. Is that sort Mm -hmm. of how it started with people microdosing this mushroom
2: yeah i mean that's that's what it seems like yeah i mean really everybody that's coming through well so there's there's two groups of people it seems like one of them is 90 to 95 percent of the people and those are the people that are very drawn to it then there's like five to ten percent of the people that just want to get high and that's unfortunate because that's not what this mushroom is about i mean it, it can be it can for sure be recreational but even with that recreation there's this this work that's going that's a necessity to get done like you can't you can't utilize it without this work um and we're actually also finding that the people a lot of the people that just want to have recreation with it they don't get anything from it it doesn't do anything for them which i which blows me away because like pharmacologically that doesn't make any sense at all um but like from my own experience i don't understand Oh, people just I mean, I just don't get it. I guess you know every every substance is different um for everybody. So I get you know, I get that there's you know, maybe five, four percent of the population that just might not get anything from Amanita, you know, from a pharmacological standpoint. However, uh, if it's so interesting that if somebody's looking for recreation, it seems like their chances of of getting something from it just like drop to near near zero. And that's, you know, there's an intuitive aspect on our end, then there's an intuitive aspect on the mushrooms end for sure as well. I also think I, you know, I was, when you're talking about uh, the, the herbalism and how we get started with these, these plant medicines, I always like the, you know, the shamans and, and Amazon always say, well, the, the plants told us, you know, they told us, like, how did you know out of you know thousands and thousands of plants that you need to combine the one with dmt with the one with an maoi well they they told us you know that's that's such a, a simple way to to describe it that is largely misunderstood in our paradigm and in the way that we perceive reality but we need to also remember that there are an infinite number of ways to perceive reality and dependent on the way that we perceive it we will experience all different realities so They told him, you know, the plants told him.
1: I love that. I I love the origin stories of like ayahuasca, combo, even a peyote, because it is like just what you had uh, started speaking into, low. what what your mom said of the plants, the plants told us. And I do feel like that pull in the heart that you receive towards the, the plants, towards the mushrooms, towards combo, like whatever it may be, that that's us remembering what it feels like to communicate with the plants. Yeah. It, then we just, you know, we're we're reawakening to to hearing them and what they have to say. And mm-hmm. I do feel like receiving the call, let's say, is actually just opening up to be able to communicate with the plants. Again, like I think that's there for each and every single one of us, but it requires a certain level of openness. Of course, an open mind. Of course, an intention that these allies are going to support us with in our in our healing, in our uh, reorienting in our reality. So so fascinating.
2: Absolutely, and then I think you know, and that that also ties in with how one uses the plants or the mushrooms or whatever as well. Like there's this. It's, it's such a strong intuitive aspect to like how I utilize amanita because like I mean I don't I don't take it often at all anymore I work with it every day so there's like you know the energy is constantly uh doing things with me uh but you know I'll do especially in the beginning I would do microdosing for a month or so and then like just one day I don't even think about it and I'll realize that like oh I, I guess I just didn't need it and I don't need it for a while and then you know maybe a few weeks later I'm like ah I can feel that pull again, very slightly, like, all right, we'll try this again. I mean, I think that that's, you know, it's in, in, in utilizing medicines like this, it gets us in tune and in touch with that intuitive way of living that we've lost for so long. Um, yeah. So in, in that sense, it's a wonderful teacher as well in getting us back to our to our roots. Mm-hmm.
0: One thing that, uh, I noticed right away was the stark contrast between the dosage and traditional microdosing. And I know that uh, they're not the same thing, but like microdosing on, uh, like psilocybin I think was a hundred milligrams and that would cause me like crazy anxiety. And then you, know, when I received product from you, it was the capsules are like 500 milligrams, but some of the gummies are up to 750 or 700 or something like that. Um, yep. And my friend that I was sharing it with that, that stopped her at first. She was like, Oh, I don't, I think I need to, you know, have breakfast first or like it kind of freaked her out. But what do you say to people when they have that, that thought, because what they're used to is a different, a completely different product.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think I, I would relate it to something like LSD to psilocybin, like LSD, you're at like hundred micrograms where psilocybin, you might need, you know three grams of the actual mushroom so it's just it's just different potency of the actives different concentrations of the actives where like for amanita you know for psilocybin mushrooms a microdose is like yeah 50 milligrams maybe to half gram give or take depending on the person where amanita microdose is like 200 milligrams to like two grams um so like a heroic dose on amanita is like heroic is 15 grams plus where psilocybin it's like four or five grams, you know? So it's just, yeah, just different concentrations. But I I mean, I understand that, that fear for sure. I get it. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, I, I want to just acknowledge, uh, your passion for this Christian, because in our like emails back and forth, I mean, to me, I've worked with like my coaching business that I have sort of collaborated with Zoe on and different components of it has been all about supporting entrepreneurs and especially like spiritual entrepreneurs. And I always say to people, like the best marketing there is, is being really passionate and proud of what it is that you're like, just believing in it. And I got that from you straight away. Like this isn't about trying to make a million dollars or anything. This is like, you just need people to hear you, to know about this. Like that feels like what you're here to do.
2: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, um, all I want to do is hope. Yeah, all I want to do is help. Yeah. And it's it's, you know, again, it's like, I I don't I don't reach for anything in this business, like nothing that I nothing that we've done has been done because I'm trying to grasp it. It's all like whenever I try and grasp things fall apart. So I've just taken a backseat and I'm letting things letting things unfold as they should. But yeah, I mean, like, Uh, you know, I'm the, I'm the face of the business. It's not just some entity with no face behind it, you know, like, and I think that that's, that forges this connection with the, the consumers or the, the clients or the customers, um, they're, they're purchasing from a person, you know, not from this, like this entity, this ghost. Um, it also like, uh, I feel like adds this comfort comfortability with, with, trying to trust this intuitive process because it's, you know, yeah, I think, I think that that person ability is, is really huge. And I think that that's, again, you know, that's something I, I didn't necessarily want to be like in front of, I didn't want to be the face necessarily, but that was, that was the way that it needed to go. That was what the mushroom, that, that's how it was guided. Um, but yeah. And then, I mean, like, you know, uh, the, the, I wanted to grow as big as I possibly can, can make it or, as big as the mushroom can possibly make it so that we can have more avenues to help more people. Um, yeah, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, your passion about it is so pure, Christian. And, and just what you had said about being in the energy of Amanita each day and having this ally work through you, I feel like that's definitely felt. So just wanted to acknowledge that just in, I mean, we we had an initial conversation before this podcast and I just really appreciated hearing about what you had to say and I mean all of these beautiful testimonials from people who have had this experience I mean you yourself and what what you've overcome with the support of this ally and how it's shifted and transformed your life and so yeah just acknowledging you for that work for like what it takes to actually become an an open channel to receive and to just follow those nudges and support this beautiful this beautiful funk fungi fungus <laughs> in its <laughs> in its journey and its mission.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I mean it's it's some sometimes it's been a hard teacher. So when I grasp for, for something, I get knocked down and everything everything halts. Um there's also it's also important to to note that there's a lot of resistance out there about this kind of thing. Like I don't know if you know this. I don't know if either of you know this, but I got raided on November 1st. Um they took 1,500 kilos of Amanita from me. They took 150,000 gummies, 7,000 chocolate bars, and they put me in jail. And they had guns in all of my employees' faces, uh, threatening them with jail time. Uh, they said that I was selling psilocybin, which I'm not. Um, and I, I don't bring this up for sympathy or anything like that. The reason that I bring it up is because there is resistance. There's a lot of resistance, but it's it's just part of you know it's part of doing something like this like this is you know it, the resistance is good because it shows us how much we're actually doing and how much these these darker forces want to want to hold us back and with you know with the right intention and with not grasping and with more people becoming aware of it uh and doing more things like this so th- thank you both so much um you know it's it's i don't like looking at it as like a battle necessarily but in some sense it is but it's a battle in which the more love that I exhibit, or the 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 less resistance that we have, the less pushback we're gonna get for it. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is resistance for sure.
0: Did you lose all that product or didn't you get it back?
2: No, it's all gone. Yeah. Well, so here's the deal. They um they took it all. So apparently, so they have what they call Nick tests. They're their field reagent tests. So, like if somebody, you know, if you bust somebody and they have coke on them. You're like, get the cocaine one and you sprinkle the coke in the in the vial and then you shake it up and it turns purple or blue or whatever color it needs to turn. So they intercepted. Well, there's a lot of hearsay that somebody uh, was maybe trying to usurp the market, we'll say. Uh, and we can get into the the bad actors in this scene, which is more resistance uh, shortly here. But um, so they intercepted a package at Customs of powder, Amanita powder the the red caps with white dots it's like those are obviously not psilocybin but the powder you know to to a naive uh individual maybe they could assume it was but they they Nick tested it they did their reagent field test and apparently Amanita turns purple and the psilocybin field test that they have so they yeah they raided us and they tested a bunch of stuff there and yeah I mean they brought me to jail and I everything's still pending there there are actual test results at the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension, which will come back with nothing because there was nothing unless unless somebody is very actively trying to you know, stop us uh, at any cost, which is a possibility. It's, it's unlikely, but it's a possibility. Uh, I, I can't discount that. Um, so yeah, I've just been in kind of limbo waiting for, for these test results to come back, whether I'm going to have to go to trial or uh, which you know we have an unbeatable case. There's not they they won't be able to beat me, but they can put a huge wrench in everything for sure. Uh, and then you know in the end, well yeah I can't. There's there's things that I'm I've been advised to not talk about, so I'm not going to go into that right now. Uh, but yeah, and luckily luckily we have really great lawyers. Um, I was out in two days where other like because on on the argument that the tests are not accurate i mean they they cost you can buy 10 of them for like 26 there when i when i get my amanita tested it's like three four hundred bucks you know like to test for the muskimal um so these tests are wildly inaccurate um so i was out with no chargers in a couple days um yeah yeah i mean we we lost everything and i had to move every all, all my employees quit which is reasonable right they had guns in their faces um so i had to move everything to a partner in virginia uh which has actually opened up a lot of doors for me not having to manage the day-to-day I just take care of customer relations now which will go to them soon and then you know I'll be going to shows and expos and doing podcasts and uh working on other bigger things that I think is more in line with my my skills and uh it makes more sense that that's where I need to go and maybe maybe this is one of the things that happened because I was trying to grasp for things and the mushroom wanted me to go down this path. So, you know, I can't discount any of that. Uh, It doesn't make it uh, easy. It's been pretty difficult, but yeah, Yeah, I don't know if you, either of you knew this.
1: No, but I mean, thanks for sharing Christian. Just like, I mean, I can't imagine what it would be like to go through something like this, but um, I mean, Lo and I always like to believe everything happens for a reason. Everything's always in our favor, even if it is super challenging. And I feel like you probably have a similar outlook, too. And it sounds like already with this shift to Virginia, it's opening up new doors. So yeah. I trust, you know, everything's going to be more than OK. And it's actually, in hindsight, going to be uh, something really powerful that happened to to serve you, to serve Emanita in, in the future.
2: Yeah, I agree. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I I have to ask it because a book we reference on here all the time is The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. Have you read it?
2: I don't I don't think so.
0: Good, because he basically lives his life in this state of surrender and like really of service, like what wants to come through him comes through him and he uh, builds like multiple huge businesses out of nowhere just from following his intuition and the book kind of ends with this like six-year trial that happens because one of their employees accuses them of something that's completely false just to cover their own ass and he describes it in the book as like this and, and I've seen him in interviews since this like divine gift to rid himself of more of himself like that was all he ever really wanted was to become less of like the person that is Michael Singer and more of just the you know, the open channel for what wants to come through. And he had to just that through that process, it was just like surrender, surrender, surrender. Like, and when you talk about grasping at things, like that's kind of what he's always learning not to do is like to not grasp at things because none of it is his anyways. And so you maybe if you ever need some like comfort, because I'm sure that cannot that must be extremely difficult. Um I think that book might really like illuminate something too.
2: I will yeah. buy it right, right when we get off this. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I think I think that that from my perspective, uh, what it did is it broke my attachments and my addiction. So like I've had to deal with addiction in my whole life. It's nothing like it is, like it was uh in my twenties to now. Like it's it's completely different. But there was still there was and, and you know, in 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 one sense, like we're all addicts, we're all addicted to our thoughts. And the only true addiction is addiction to our thoughts, because it's the thoughts that create the the habitual behaviors that create the dependency or whatever. Like, um, and we're we're all addicts. Um, I think in having to go through this, it uh, it broke my addiction to to money, which is a huge one, I think, for a lot of people. Um, and my addiction to money has always been: I want to get as much as I possibly can so that I can give back as much as I possibly can. And that there's, you know, there, that's, that's a a reasonable uh, thing. That's a good thing, but it's still an addiction and it still causes a lot of resistance. Um, It also broke my attachment to, uh, to my idea of what things should look like. Like in one, in one fell swoop, like it was all broken. Um, And then my, my typical uh, addictive behaviors, the things that I've been dealing with since I was, you know, a teenager, like it's a lot, a lot has changed since all this has happened. And like, it's, it's, I'm, I'm still figuring it out. So it's hard. It's almost intangible and it's hard for me to put words to it right now. But, uh, I think that, you know, there have been a a few instances in my life where something happened that, uh, made a lot of change come about maybe like three, maybe four. And this was for sure one of them. And like, I, I still don't know, I still don't know all the change that's that's coming or probably the change that i've gone through uh right now anyways but like yeah it's it's in in that sense it's been the biggest blessing i could have ever asked for and it it has opened me up to be more of a channel um a lot of resistance is gone uh, because yeah it's it's it stopped me from holding on to things substantially
0: yeah well, I acknowledge you because I think the majority of people would make everything wrong about that scenario and blame, you know, the government and the powers that be. And because uh, that's, that's an a easy thing to and, do.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pardon? I said that's an easy thing to do in this type of situation.
0: Right. Oh, gosh. I can only imagine, and especially like I can't imagine the, the hours and months and work and money and. To build all of that, and then it's just, <laughs> I just really, I, I'm like trying to put myself into that situation, and I don't know if I would be as graceful <laughs> about it as as you are sitting here. There's
2: there was no other option, you know. It was yeah, back was against the wall. There was no there was no other way out. Like, I I'm so dedicated to this mission that I'm on, and the other option would have destroyed the mission period. So like, there's, I don't have a choice, but, but that's, that's, that's a blessing and also a curse as well. You know, it's, that makes it difficult, but yeah. Yeah. I, I think if, if you were in this position, you would, you would too. Yeah. It's yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you for sharing all of this question. I think you're really going to resonate with the surrender experiment by Michael Singer, because <laughs> it sounds like you're on a very similar journey. I mean, there's so much like just that that back against the wall, I've, I have no other choice but to surrender this. I have no other choice sure. but to let go of the attachments, but to release this. And it's in that, in that openness, like in the surrender, that there's actually so much freedom available. And it's like, Lo and I speak to this a lot, but it's in that space of openness where the divine rushes in and intentions become to fruition much faster than we could have anticipated or the how and all of that and we we are able to witness how much support we actually do have even though the circumstance may may have been a very uncomfortable one to get to that place of the release the surrender the the open energy
2: yeah yeah absolutely
0: the money addiction thing is so real too and it not it sounds like addicted to money it sounds like uglier than it actually is we're all like this subtle mm-hmm. money and wanting to get it to feel safe and like Zoe and i talk about it all the time you know our journey with money <laughs> and like we've both had experiences where we had lots of it and the experiences where it went away and we had to experience what life was like without it which i will say having no money after you've had lots of it is a lot more painful than just never having it in the first place Yep, <laughs>
2: for sure yeah for sure.
0: Um, yeah, I,
2: mean, I think that that's one of the biggest, it's, it's I mean, it's so prevalent in our paradigm. So of course, it's one of the biggest addictions. But yeah, you know, and it, it comes back to an addiction to our thoughts, really, like all addictions are addictions all stem from our addiction to these, these divots that we that we get in with our thought processes. And I, I think that that's also a really important uh, aspect that needs to be uh, understood more as this you know, this evolution and, and humanity starts to take place. I think that the, there's there's no way to not address that since it's, I think it's the root of everything, you know?
0: Well, I think that we're forced, especially if you're on these journeys, like all three of us, you know, we, we have missions, we have things we want to create out in the world. We want to be f- like as free as we can. Like you have to have these experiences because we think like before the last couple of years for me, it was like, I'll just make all the money and then I'll be free from the money scarcity. And it's mm. actually not that at all. And there's a quote by um, a YouTuber named Kyle Cease that we share, we've we shared here a number of times. And it's, you can be as rich as you are willing to be poor. And the best way to actually uh, get to a space where you are willing to be poor is to experience <laughs> not having any money and realize like life goes on. And, you know, like it only impacts you as much as you decide that it's going to. For
2: sure. Yeah. As as with everything. Yeah, absolutely. yep, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, um, what do you really want people to come away with or know about Amanita, if anything?
2: Well, I mean, I think that, you know, where where other medicines bring us outward, Amanita kind of, it brings us inward. If like psychedelics work on the crown, Amanita works on the root. And like, you know, everything grows from inward, outward. Everything grows from the, the roots to the top. Um, so I think I really, I really do think that it's like in any of these, these journeys, uh, or anybody in this, this, uh, I, this living out trying to better themselves. I think that it's like, I think that it's the most potent tool. I really do. It's the most potent tool that we have, like above and beyond it's, I mean, you, you can't really compare it to something like ayahuasca because it's, you know, how do you compare to the crown to the root? Although when you go up an octave, like the eighth note is the is the same note as the as the one that you played initially, so they're the same, but they're they're very different. But yeah, I think that I think that amanita is is really like the best tool that we have, um, and I think that with how things are going in this, like 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 I mentioned before, I think we're at like three miles per hour if we're going to sixty. Um, I also think that it's going to be hard. Uh, I I think that everybody like everybody at some point in the near future is going to be aware of this as a potential um it's i I just see it i see it i've seen it for years like i can see it happening um so i mean let's let's get rid of our resistance so we can allow this healing to to come in as as efficiently as possible i don't know there's a lot that i could say but i mean i think i think like following following the mushroom following our story i think will be in this you know not from like an egotistical uh viewpoint at all i just i just feel and believe that like following the story of this kind of unfolding which you know us and a handful of other people are really like in some sense creating the story but it's not us it's the mushroom it's the divine i think that following the story is is in some sense following the the ascension of human consciousness and i think that we're going to be doing a lot of again not me specifically, but like, I think that a lot of things are going to be done here in the near future that no business has ever done ever, um, that no individual has ever done ever. And that will have some really, really, really magnificent, uh, uh, ripple effects on, on the world and and the globe. I think that, you know, I, I think that we're, we're a part of of the ascension that's i mean honestly that's what i think and i i understand that too some people uh they might it might be difficult to to grasp that which is okay um but from my perspective from what i'm seeing uh there's no doubt in my mind and i think that you know maybe if somebody's on the fence uh watch the story unfold a little bit maybe maybe you'll you'll sway to one side
1: yeah, thank it. you so try
2: much it out. If, if, if you want to try it try it out you know yeah our website is uh we're Minnesota nice Botanicals. so if you type in Minnesota nice mushroom and Google actually if you type in buy Amanita or like top or the second one down um yeah and reach out on the contact form if anybody has any questions um if you feel the calling come on over if not that's okay watch the story unfold maybe you will change your mind
0: yeah, we'll link everything down below for people so that they know exactly where to go. And I honestly feel really like grateful that I found it through YouTube, well obviously through your Christian, but through Zoe because it's not something I would have because of my experience with microdosing mushrooms before this. Even when Zoe said, you know, do you do you want to try this and have Christian on the podcast, there was this part of me that was like if I have an experience like what, because I didn't know very much about it. She just said microdosing mushrooms, right? And I was like, if I have an experience like the ones I've had previously, I'm not going to feel good about, I can't sit and interview someone about a product that like I'm too scared to take (laughs) because, you know, and so, and as soon as I took it, I was like, I can't wait to have this conversation. And it's been like, yeah, just, I don't know. I think it's actually wrapped in so well with everything that the Loan show is about, especially over this last year. So when you talk about, just the overall ascension of humanity. Like it's it, where we are right on board <laughs> with that. And uh, I think it all is just very synchronistic and it's exciting to watch.
2: Absolutely. Well, I can't thank you both enough for giving me uh, the time and and opening up your platform and your outreach uh, to, to myself and to the mushroom and to all the other energies that are working in tandem with us on this mission.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much, Christian. And thanks for sharing even about what you've recently been through and for opening up and being vulnerable in that way. It's so appreciated. And it's just really, really powerful to hear about the unfolding as it's happening. Uh, And of course, the plan that's much greater than we can even comprehend. So just thank you for everything that you shared today and educating us and for sharing your personal stories and experiences and for introducing our audience to Magical Amanita.
2: Of course. Thank awesome. you both.
1: Yeah, thank you. Bye guys. Bye.
0: Thank you guys so much for spending a piece of your day with us and tuning in to the Low and Zo show.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate it and share on social media. Be sure to tag us. Until next time, stay abundant.